Welcome to the Underground, unlocking alternative journeys to health with host Kelly Richardson. Over the next hour, you're going to hear from the experts of bioenergetic kinesiology and clients who have experienced success with this modality. Now, here is Kelly. Welcome to the Underground. I'm your host, Kelly Richardson. I own the Richardson Center for Learning and Wellness in Janesville, Wisconsin, where we provide services for people with concussions, trauma, allergies, learning issues, and those with aches and pains. I've been in the field for over a decade and share a passion to teach others about bioenergetic kinesiology. One way I plan on doing this is bringing in leaders in my field, as well as clients, to tell their personal stories on the show. You can reach me at kellyrichardson.us, or you can call the office at 608 603-5202. This week we will be going, we're going to be shaking things up a bit in the bioenergetic kinesiology world. We're going to be talking about trauma and concussions. Our guests today are Heather Hefner and Tristan Shea. Our first guest is Heather Hefner. I've known Heather all of her life as she's my niece. Her mom and her were the very first family members on my husband's side that I got to meet. She had just come home from the hospital, and she was just this little wee little thing. (laughs) And Scott and I were headed out to the Christmas dance at that point. So Heather holds a dear place in my heart, and now she's all grown up. Heather earned a bachelor's degree in communications from Kansas State University. And once she graduated, she traveled all across Europe and the United States with her future husband, Jordan. They landed jobs in Anchorage, Alaska, and took up hobbies such as mountain biking, pack rafting, and skiing. Then a job opportunity had them relocate in 2020 to Carbondale, Colorado, where she enjoys her dogs and her chickens. Heather currently holds the position as Territory Manager with Waste Connections. Heather, welcome to the underground. Thank you so much for having me, Kelly. So when did you first realize what I did for a living? The first time I remember working with you, actually being a patient of yours, um, Jordan and I had just come back from Europe and we spent about a week, I believe, in Milton. Um, And I had been dealing with some acne issues uh, post-travel. And typically when, especially as a female, I would go to the doctor to discuss um, acne it was usually, um, you know, well, let's change your birth con- birth control prescription. That was the answer. Uh, let's change your hormone levels. Let's give you something else. Let's uh, put you on a different cycle. And um, I came to see you, and that was the first time I had my full body addressed for a single issue. Um, and I remember just kind of like starting at the top and working your way down and going, oh, well, you're all of these balances are off and that's why your body is breaking out and this is what you're dealing with. And it was just a complete eye-opening experience to not just be diagnosed in one way and then walk away, but you gave me follow-ups and ways that I could be successful moving forward without being in your office. Can you tell our listeners what caused you to finally come in to get help from your crazy aunt Kelly? (laughs) (laughs) Um, yes, back in 2021, um, I was I'm, I'm very active. Jordan and I do anything and every activity that gets us outside, um, and so I was skiing, and um, it was the first run right off the lift, 
uh, I was skiing just a nice little blue run to get over to meet up with Jordan. And I remember thinking, oh, this feels kind of icy. And then the next thing I remember, um, I was like on the ground and I'm like, oh, my ski came off. No big deal. I must have fallen and put my ski back on, kept skiing um, and got down to where I was supposed to meet up with Jordan. And I stopped and I called him. (laughs) And as I was calling him, the person standing next to me taps me on the shoulder and it was him. And he's like, did you not see me? I was like, no, didn't didn't realize that was you. Um, and so kind of just kept going on through throughout my day, uh, got on the ski lift, did a couple of runs. And then I was like, wait a second, something is very wrong. Like, um, I can't get my my skis to turn the way that I want to. I'm picking these lines and I can't hit them. Like the communication that should be there just isn't. And so sure enough, I stopped and um, went and flagged down. Um, one of the ski patrol. And I said, Hey, I, you need to look at me for a concussion. And they did. And she's like, all right. And so they, they took me, took me off of the hill in one of those fun little body bags. Um, and that's when I realized that I had suffered a pretty severe concussion. So what were your symptoms? My symptoms kept changing. Um, that first day, um, like I said, I had a lot of coordination. I could see, the line, like what I wanted to ski, but I couldn't get my feet to turn or like hit um, everything that I wanted to. I was nauseous. I had a really bad headache, but I just assumed that was from the elevation and the snowstorm coming in. And, you know, post post that incident, I realized how bad it was. I didn't have a short-term memory. I could not carry on a conversation. I couldn't stay awake. Um, and I couldn't come up with words. Like there was no way that I was able to just do my job. Um, I did not realize how severe it was until it was, you know, two days past the accident. And I was like, wow, this is really, really impacting me. So you talked about not being able to do your job. How did that affect your actual making a living? So my job is customer facing. Um, I was not able to link what the customer was saying and have a response. So they would present an issue to me. I did not have problem solving skills. And I couldn't say, oh, thank you so much for telling me that this is an issue. I will fix it by implementing this. I could not connect the two things. There was, they were, they lived in completely separate parts of my brain and I could not come up with a problem. I couldn't carry on a conversation. Um, you know, and I could not remember people's names. They would start the phone conversation and say, you know, my name is Paul. And two seconds later, I would completely forget and have no idea who I was speaking to or what they were calling about. I I was not able to do my job. So did you have to take time off of work then? I did. Um, first, I saw my traditional doctor and she told me to take two weeks off of work. And I was like, okay. Um, she asked me to do just little workbooks, um, spend time reading, doing some problem solving. Um, so I got some kids activity books and I was like, okay, we'll, we'll start here. Um, but I wasn't able to complete them. I, uh, again, couldn't stay awake, couldn't stand the lights being on. Um, I, I don't know, Kelly, if you remember, but I couldn't stand on one foot. I could not balance. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And the only thing that had helped me that my that my doctor set me up with, my traditional doctor set me up with, was a speech pathologist of look at these photos. Okay, now in this next group of photos, which ones did you see before? Um, stuff like that. And that was the only thing that like even made remote sense or like I felt getting stronger, but I knew that I was not improving. I was getting worse and the traditional path that I was on was not going to work. So what made you finally call me and start working with me? Um, you know, in the past, you had talked about that you had worked with um, worked with folks who had concussions. Um, I believe you worked with my younger brother who was in a car accident and you were able to clear his concussion. And I couldn't live my normal life. I was not myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I was angry. I couldn't I couldn't control my emotions. I would cry all the time. I wasn't able to work. It was just such an isolating and frustrating feeling that I was like, there has to be something. There has to be another way that I can get help. Um, And I reached out to you and you were so kind and generous. And you were like, yes, let's get you on a wellness plan. Um, And that's when we started doing sessions together. One of the most incredible things that I remember working on with you, and my memory is not great from that time, (laughs) but I remember... (laughs) I remember saying that I couldn't, I couldn't look at screens and you were like, oh yes, your brain has an allergic reaction to blue light. And that I just remember being like, what? That's possible? Like how, how does this come about? Um, And yeah, I remember you telling me like, oh, I'm going to do some work on you. Uh, You're going to get very tired. And then when you wake up, like this will go away. And sure enough, again, my memory is not good enough to be able to tell you what that was. But I remember having that conversation, getting extremely drowsy along the timeline you told me, and then waking up and being able like being able to stand on one foot in balance without having to hold anything. It was just incredible to be able to see, um, you know, to have results that fast mm-hmm. and to have someone who didn't tell me, well, it's just going to take time but presented immediate solutions and you got me, you fast-tracked me back to work. Like working with you just changed everything for me. So when, so when I was working on Heather, the difference with her is she was in Colorado, right? And I am here in Janesville, Wisconsin. So this work can be done via Zoom and what we call remote work. And I know that that can sound really hokey, but as you've heard from Heather, it actually can work. Even at a distance, there's things that we can do to help her. Now she was on a Zoom call with me and I had to look at her eyes. I had to see how she was balancing, if she could balance on one foot or the other. Um, There were some things that I had to have her do versus me doing for her but we're still capable of doing it. So no matter where you're at in the world, we can work on you through, you know, Zoom or um, FaceTime. And that really opens up the options for many, many people. So where do you think you would be right now, Heather, if you hadn't gotten the work done? I do not see myself being recovered if I had not worked with you. 
Um, like I said, the only classical approach that even came close to me feeling like I was making progress was uh, working with a speech pathologist. Mm-hmm. Um, getting appointments scheduled was terrible. I did one session. The next time they were able to see me was three weeks from then, which would have meant more time off of work. And it didn't provide a it didn't provide a result immediately. Like sure, it strengthened my brain and it it rebuilt some bridges, um, but nothing like what I've I've experienced working with you. I honestly believe that had I not worked with you, I would not be able to live my life that the way that I currently do. I would not be able to have the coordination to continue to ski. Um, I would not be able to continue to work out. Um, before I worked with you, Kelly, I couldn't drive. Um, and I now you would never know that I had that concussion and I was so debilitated. But again, just the results that I saw and the night and day difference from having sessions with you was amazing. And I cannot imagine what my life would have been like or that I would have even had a life close to what I have now had I not gotten your help. So how is your life now? <laughs> Life what now is do? good. What are you up to these days? <laughs> it's good. I gotta catch it's... up with my niece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're in beautiful Carbondale, Colorado. Um, they have wonderful access to rivers, so um, I'm able to pack raft again. Uh, we have a big boat, um, so we, you know, Jordan and I can get out with our dogs and our friends and uh, run, run the rivers and hit the rapids. Um, I ski every winter, bike hike, backpack, um, trail run every summer. And again, I, I w- there's no way I would have had that coordination to be able to trail run, you know, or um, when you ski to pick a line and say, yes, I, I am positive that I will be able to, to clear this. Um, I remember biking. Okay. Well, Heather has frozen up, but I'm really interested in learning what pack rafting is all about. Cause I've never heard of that. Have you, Tristan? <laughs> I haven't heard of it either, but Heather has totally turned around her life and she just got this new promotion at work and she's been doing amazing. And it's as her practitioner, it's amazing to watch how they come back from having a traumatic brain injury and being able to get back their life, get back to work, be able to do things that maybe they weren't able to do before. And so for her, it I mean, yes, as her practitioner, it's been great to see, but it also is kind of nice to also be her aunt and be able to see how she has been able to come back from this. So, I mean, from I get to see it from both sides, family as well as a practitioner. So right now we're going to be going to a break. Today, we've been talking with Heather Hefner about her concussion and how bioenergetic kinesiology helped her overcome her symptoms. When we return, we will hear from Tristan Shea about his concussion story. Stay tuned. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Are you not getting the answers or results you are looking for in your healthcare journey? Join the underground each week as we explore alternative tracks to wellness. We will be bringing on experts in the field of bioenergetic kinesiology, as well as hear stories about those who have had success in utilizing this modality. The Underground, unlocking alternative journeys to health. Hosted by Kelly Richardson. 
Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. In this polarizing age of misinformation, it is critical to examine the lessons of the past on history, culture, and trauma. Ingrid Cochran, CEO of Paces Connection, and her guests will explore historical trauma and outline how our collective past shades our perception of today's world and our shared experiences. In this podcast, we will examine the impact of past atrocious cultural events and the impact of the systemic trauma of racism and poverty on the human experience. Ingrid and her guest will also outline what is needed for our collective healing. Please join us for History, Culture, and Trauma, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to The Underground with Kelly Richardson. Have a question for Kelly or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to The Underground. We've been talking with concussion survivor Heather Hefner, and up next is Tristan Shea. Tristan just recently graduated from the University of Wisconsin, Oshkosh, with a major in biomedical science. He is currently getting offers from around the country and decided he's just trying to decide right now what his next chapter in life will look like. Tristan in high school was a wrestling champion. He also participated in baseball, football, track, and swim. His athletic career was cut short when he experienced a traumatic brain injury while wrestling. And that's when his journey with me began. Tristan, welcome to the underground. Thanks for having me, Kelly. It's an honor to be here with you. Can you explain to the listeners how we met? (laughs) Yeah, so that's actually kind of a funny story because we lived both. I graduated with Kelly's daughter, Hannah. My brother graduated with her older son, Gabe, and then Josiah was in wrestling right behind me. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was actually not even from the local community. It was from my cousin, Riley Blair, who also is another very talented wrestler that he actually had a concussion went through some very similar experiences with the headaches and all the trauma that followed on what to do next and with that he came to you and you were able to help him through that so as my mom was talking to her cousin which riley is the son of her cousin and she just mentioned that there was someone local around us that is able to work and fix the type of relash that you follow with a concussion, which that could be memory loss, which it was for me, concussions, improper balance, and extremely the focus of my eyes. 
Um, so we ended up reaching out to Kelly little to find that she's right here in Milton with us. So very short drive was convenient and we went in to check it out to me initially sounded a bunch like witchcraft voodoo (laughs) and I just personally did not believe in it, but my mom wanted me to give it a chance as we exhausted a lot of options, talked to different neurologists and there just wasn't much anybody could do for me besides prescribed rest time away from sports which was hard to accept and just stepping back from everything else that was causing all of the symptoms to happen uh so i did go in we talked <laughs> she diagnosed me went through everything whoa, whoa, whoa i need to correct you i yeah. can't diagnose i guess yeah not diagnose <laughs> but kind of gave me awareness into what was going on with me mm-hmm and as we proceeded forward, the first session we had was what, two and a half, three hours? Yeah, probably. Very long session because I was very messed up. You were very messed <laughs> very up. Very messed up. Very. But uh, she kind of just told me that after we had this session, I'm going to feel very tired, which initially did not think so. But I went home and kind of just laid down to relax. I was out in seconds. Well, my eyes closed, had a very deep, long sleep, and already started to notice signs the next day waking up i was headache free which was the first morning that i remember for a while that i didn't at least wake up with a slight headache to a major headache and then kind of just followed along with coming back to get to see (laughs) kelly now yeah and he's come back quite a few times because tristan doesn't know how to just get one concussion tristan how many concussions have you had (laughs) oh my gosh so if we were to total everything up (laughs) i believe i am well into the double digits of concussions over my history of time because as any adamant young high schooler in sports can probably agree sports were everything they were my life they were what i thought defined me as at the time just because uh you're a high schooler you know what you've done your whole life and to me that was my sports and so every time I'd come out with concussion, I was adamant to get back. I feel bad for my parents, the amount they had to deal with me preying on them to just give me one more chance, one more <laughs> time back out there. I'll be caref- more careful. I'll be easy. And as a younger kid, I couldn't realize what they were standing for, which was my future and what mm-hmm. could further follow with all these concussions. But as adamant as I was, I found ways to manipulate it and get back out on that mat, get back out on the field. And sadly, it did, as they said it would, follow and led to another concussion. Mm-hmm. And I, by the time I saw Tristan, he had multiple, multiple t- concussions. It's not like he came to me, he got better, and then he went and got another concussion, and then came back in, and then got another concussion and came back in. That only happened a couple times. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Further down the road when they were a little better spaced apart, I'd say. So I remember one time with Tristan, he was out on the wrestling mat and he had on like a concussion helmet, which like is a huge target for anybody that's wrestling against him. And I'm I'm right by his mom and I'm like, you know, like I'm I'm more worried about him than his own mom and afterwards my own son came up to me and he goes you're more worried about Tristan than you are about me I go well you can handle it he can't right now (laughs) so I think he got a little jealous of you there for a minute (laughs) well it feels good to know I had others out there worried about me but yeah it was it was uh 
the headgear certainly helped for any collision I experienced. I would say that. However, did put a little bit of a target on my back because people yes. knew I was out of wrestling for a while. And whether they knew the reason why or not, I'm sure the headgear kind of gave it away once I came back with that on. Right, right. And Tristan was really, really good at wrestling and gave everything and then some. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Yeah. With my growing up with my dad and his twin brother, my uncle Kent, as wrestling coaches for the Milton Monster program, I certainly held wrestling close and dear to me, as did my older brother Dalton and my older cousins Landon Nolan, which are also all previous high school state champs. Yeah. There, he had a name to upheld. And when I came in and said, uh, you may want to not wrestle anymore. Oh, I think I broke his heart. <laughs> yep. it, it did not feel good to hear. But as time went on and the differences I, and impacts that Kelly made within my symptoms, because I'd say the strongest to me was my eyes. Yes. The focus of my eyes. I had the biggest jittery side to side anytime i was trying to focus and follow just kelly's finger for example my eyes would jump and they would go into a rapid spiral going back and forth and my vision would even look like the earth is vibrating and i kind of noticed this in what was it a little before or geometry yeah so it was just my sophomore year of high school and i was in the back of the room which never had problem with vision because i was always 2020 growing up and my eyes just, I couldn't focus on what the teacher was writing on the smart board anymore. And that just didn't occur to me. But the harder I tried to focus led to further repercussion leading into stronger headaches just from exhausting my eyes, being more strenuous on them, trying to make out what I'm seeing. And so once those headaches started coming, it ruined my focus throughout school. Yeah. So you're just talking about the focus in school. How else did it affect you as a student? Because you were, you know, pretty smart and could do everything pretty easily. How did the concussion affect you? Overall, it had a very large impact on my school. And in the beginning, I more so noticed it just as would be the headaches I'd get from trying to focus for longer periods of time. However, it eventually turned out to a downward spiral when I required more sleep than I ever normally did. Mm -hmm. But then on top of that extra sleep, which you would believe going to give you a little bit more memory back, sadly, it did not. I was not retaining the information that I was studying or learning. I used to be able to be that student that always came home from school and I'd have pretty much no homework because I finished it in classes already. Or if I had a little bit, I'd get it done and be done. And that's pretty much all I had to do to prepare and study for my exams. I did my homework. And as long as I did that to the fullest, I didn't have to sit and study for hours and that I could go in and confidently take that exam knowing how to do it. Mm -hmm. And this definitely had the impact on the retention memory that I previously had because doing the homework was no longer enough. It was studying continuously hours on hours and sadly still only remembering half of what I knew I previously could. So how did, um, after you got the work done for your concussion, were you able to start um, retaining information again? That is where the biggest change happened was I eventually went on to college, as you know, by, I graduated from Oshkosh. But uh, with that, I got to college to where everyone always said, 
you you think high school is easy yeah but college is a huge step up it's the whole next level well with the work kelly did it necessarily wasn't to me and for the most time it wasn't there certainly were hard difficult classes within my courses and my major however they were not too difficult to me i did manage to graduate from oshkosh with right around a 3.5 which for someone with double digit concussions i'd say was a pretty good turnaround Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I was a biomed student, so a lot of people wouldn't expect me to kind of see me out and around during the school week, but I certainly was, as my friend group liked to have a good time, wanted to (laughs) always find an occasion that we could celebrate, you know, and so I was able to do that while having great standings within my academics and keeping a main focus, and that definitely would not have been achievable without the help of Kelly next to me. The last concussion you had over Halloween, can we talk about that? Absolutely, we can. Okay. Um, So Tristan, once he went off to college, also had another concussion. This time, it wasn't his fault. (laughs) It wasn't due to any sports that he was in or just his lifestyle. Would you like to expand on the trauma and the concussion from that? Yeah. So I would certainly say it's probably was one of the hardest concussions I had to overcome and not causing it myself also kind of gave me a sort of resentment that I never expected to see towards other people just because I always was one to look better and above and beyond and move forward. But uh, I was my, I was a freshman at UW Oshkosh. It was my first semester and Halloween, we were headed back to the dorm rooms. As that happened, I was just with two other guy friends, and there was about a group of 12 to 15 from what I was told. I don't necessarily remember the whole thing, but they decided to pick a fight, and I tried to stand up for one of my buddies, and so I kind of ended up actually getting jumped by these people. And they, the first little bit happened, I slipped to the ground, and I actually ended up getting what I like to call field goal kicked in the face. Cause it's like, you're lining up to kick a field goal. And that part of it knocked me out. But after being knocked out, when I was laying down on the ground, the fight did not stop. They continued and proceeded to kick me and punch me and had multiple shoe marks on my face and on my back. And it was a very tragic in traumatic event however i was lucky to come out of it alive and okay but i want to say fully okay as probably the worst concussion i'd say i had as now the jitters of my eyes and the shakiness of them all came back but i'd say probably double as bad this time mm-hmm. oh yeah and tristan ended up in the hospital over that one right i did yes i uh actually that's where i woke back up and it was with my parents by my bedside so apologies to them to have to go through that and you should be apologizing very to thankful them. for them to take the time out of their night <laughs> get up and as as any parent would for their kid but drove two hours to oshkosh to pick me up from the hospital because when i first arrived i was actually scared because i've i'd been drinking and i was underage and so i actually refused treatment of the hospital and so i had a friend come pick me up on the outside of the hospital take me back to the dorms and it wasn't until my parents came up to get me to take me back Mm 
Mm-hmm. And so with that, I was diagnosed with a major concussion and then had a broken thumb as well. So had to get surgery there. And I'd say it was kind of a double whammy at the time because it was traumatic in the sense that I knew it left me an overwhelming of PTSD that I did not like to acknowledge, mm-hmm. as well as my reoccurring symptoms from my previous concussions, but even worse at this point. So then what did you do? Um, It was not but maybe, what, two, three days later that <laughs> I was back home in Janesville and I was here getting worked on by Kelly. And it was the the first round of just our, we. she does this test for the eyes to see the jitteriness <laughs> and keep and make sure that your pupils are dilating, that they're focusing. And uh, she basically holds a triangle above my face and it's higher up. And then she brings it down through. And it comes closer and closer to your eyes. And when she did that, my eyes spun all out of whack. And when I mean whack, they were skipping, they were jittering, they were shaking. They could not focus for the life of them. So with that, it took Kelly about... Couple sessions. Yeah, a couple sessions. But I wouldn't even say overall, it was probably an hour of work. And she had me back to where my eyes could focus again. And that is... A huge thing for me because knowing that I had a lot of big exams coming up, a lot to study for as we're already mid right around midterms in October for college. Mm-hmm. And as I said, if I had trouble or I had no trouble previous to concussions in high school, but this once I did have the concussions, I had trouble in high school. I couldn't imagine college with having those troubles that I had. Mm-hmm. So how has all your experience changed you? How has it changed your life? It has had a drastic impact on my life overall. I have had a hard time kind of figuring out everything that I do want to do because I'm so involved with medical and I'm passionate about the medical society and I want to be a part of that. But I also feel that I've gained and received a lot of knowledge that maybe not every kid has went through in my life, but also I know other kids are going through in their lives. Mm -hmm. And so I would like to take what I've learned and put it to other people and help other people through difficult times that I've experienced. And that goes for parents as well as kids, because being a parent, as my parents are trying to take care of a kid that's losing what he sees as his whole life at the time, because when we're young and when we're in high school, all we're focusing on is the now and the present. And so it's hard for us to see what our parents are seeing in the big, how much more we can have going for us and how much more is to come. We are still hurt and trying to help parents how to understand to help their kids through a time like that, that you see the bigger picture, but they don't. And so as my parents did, it's stooping down to their level and finding a way to connect with them to find an alternative, Mm -hmm. something that they can do for themselves, something that allows them to change and shape their life into what they want it to be. And that's what my parents did for me. So very thankful for the way they did that, but also to the kids that are going through it. All I can say is listen to your parents as well. It's There is a bigger <laughs> picture and it's not necessarily everything you love is lost. See and focus on putting your passion and motives and desires into another thing, something new that you can do for yourself because there is always another chapter that you can create. So what's that new thing for you? 
That new thing for me, I eventually hope to manage to make it into motivational speaking, to be able to be here for others and share a passion and a drive to not only better yourself, but better those around you. We're all in a world that we all live in, and all we can do is do better than what we did the previous day <laughs> and lift up the per people around us. And Tristan's wanting to write a book, too. I am planning to have write a book. Have you started that yet? I have <laughs> many, many, many countless footnotes, I can say, but the hardest part right now is just organizing it to put it together. But I know Kelly's going to plan to help me with that as mm -hmm. she has wrote her own book and mm -hmm. have a couple other people that are willing to help as well. So. Hopefully in the near future, we'll be able to get something out there. That's great. You've been listening to The Underground with Kelly Richardson. We've been talking with concussion survivors, Heather Hefner and Tristan Shea. When we return from our break, all three of us will be taking your calls at 866-472-5791. Stay tuned for the conclusion of The Underground. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Are you tired of feeling powerless over food? Do you obsess over every bite? Dr. Nina is here to help you identify your hidden triggers, stop emotional eating, and create permanent, sustainable weight loss. No more diets and no more deprivation. Learn how to live a life of freedom, joy, and happiness while still enjoying the food you love. Join Dr. Nina as she shares her expertise on how to outsmart emotional eating and live your best life on The Binge Cure with Dr. Nina. Thursdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to The Underground with Kelly Richardson. Have a question for Kelly or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to The Underground. Today we have been talking with concussion survivors Heather Hefner and Tristan Shea. I'm your host, Kelly Richardson. All three of us are open to taking your calls at 866-472-5791. In the meantime, I have some questions for the two of you. Now, we've talked about concussions and what this work can do for concussions. How can bioenergetic kinesiology help you in other ways? What, what you've 
experienced my work on many different levels outside of concussions. Do either of you have a story you want to tell about anything else? Kelly, I have a story I would love to share. Okay. Um, I had called you a couple, um, I think last year I called you because I was having issues. I could just tell that the energy levels in my body were off and I didn't fully understand why or what was going on. Um, so I called you to see if we could do some balancing work, um, clear some meridians, things like that. <laughs> and I had not told anyone at the time, but um, once you started going through your checklist, you were like, oh, um, I I think there might be something going on in the reproductive area. Um, you had no idea what I had gone through. I was in the emergency room a couple of weeks beforehand, and I had found out that I had a fibroid, um, and it was the size of an apple, but I hadn't shared that with you. And so somehow across the states, um, doing, doing, just helping me um, unlock these energy flows, you were able to go through and and find something that that was inhibiting me that I hadn't shared with anyone else other other than my husband at the time. Um, so it just goes to show about treating the whole body and really getting down to the root of all of the issues rather than just treating the symptoms. Mm -hmm. It's so important to get to the root of the issue because otherwise you're just putting a Band-Aid on it and it's going to keep coming back over and over and over again. And it's so important to learn about the body and listen to the person's body what it's telling you, because it will tell you the story. You just have to know how to listen to it. Tristan, do you have any stories? You yeah. have a lot of stories. Uh, I, I got plenty for you, Kelly, but <laughs> I'd say one that recently we just did that was very intriguing and different for me to find out was that just like while drinking, I've recently had problems that like certain nights I'll drink the same as, amount as I would on other nights, but it's different types of liquor, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it ended up leading me to a lot more memory loss. So similar to blacking out or graying out, if you want to say it that way, or a little more inspired aggression in a sense. Oh, no. Your personality would change yeah. to a different person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. I would say that we... So, like, I never really paid attention to the types of alcohol I was drinking on the nights that it happened. But the more it happened, I started paying a little more attention to that. And so you and I further investigated and found out that my body has an allergic reaction towards certain types of alcohol, more depending on the way the alcohol is distilled. So there's certain ones that will not do it to me and not change that personality style, but there's others that my body flares up. And I do believe this is more on my personal beliefs and basis, but it might be something linked to kind of trauma, like what happened the night I got jumped just because I was drinking that night. Mm -hmm. And all the alcohols that I do have an allergic response, response to. to comes from types of alcohol I was drinking on that night. So I, it was strange to see, but I do believe we found a awkward, different connection <laughs> to my body and alcohol also linked to trauma. And so we kind of just went through a bunch of different types. And ever since we did that, if I've stuck to what we found out, I had no allergic reaction to or response to, I have been perfectly fine drinking. It's a whole good night. I remember everything and doesn't lead down the drain. Yeah. And that can be very important because 
knowing our bodies and knowing ourselves helps us self-regulate and be responsible for ourselves. Now, Tristan and I did this on a highly scientific level. And Tristan also was on my wait staff at my restaurant at the outpost on Lake Kashkanan. And we were, he was filling in one night because he doesn't work continuously for us now. He used to, but it was more seasonal work. But we had an opening and he was gracious enough to fill it. And we were a little bit slower that night. And I know that his mom, Brenda, would say, yeah, when Tristan drinks dark alcohol, he has issues. And I'm like, hey, Tristan, let's try this and see if that is true. And so we tried it and we didn't find that that was absolutely true, that all dark alcohol would send him off. But we were able to find specific ones. And you had said that it was more of a bite if it had a bite yeah, to it or it something like a that. A little bit more burn. Oh, more burn. Yep. That was it. Okay. Shows you how much I drink. Right. <laughs> I own a bar, but I don't drink that yeah. much. No, if it's a smooth, like deep burn going down, right. it tended to be all those types of alcohol. So that's more towards like the bourbon side, something that's distilled and processed for a longer process. Right. Yeah. He, he knows more than I do about all the alcohol. (laughs) That's public health and food microbiology talking there. Yep. So, (laughs) so we found out what was causing these allergic reactions with him, but you know, me and my motherly side, I'm like, but I'm not going to fix those in you because you need to learn this for your body and it may take a while. And he's like, I agree. I agree. Totally. But now that he's further along in his journey with this, I'd be willing if you came back in and we could fix it. Actually, you're going to have to come into the bar. And oh, is that where we'll do it so that yeah. way I can work another shift for <laughs> I thought it would be to come work for me. No, it's more because that's where all the alcohol is. And yeah, it's, it's easier if you expose the body to the actual thing. Um, you get better results that way. So, so you might have to work another shift for me. Hey, that sounds good to me. <laughs> So after, you know, um, we don't have anybody on the line. Okay. What surprised you guys most about this work? Um, I think for me, I loved watching you work um, because you you have methods and you go through and you, um, you know, you ch- you'll check something and go, no, that feels good. That feels good. That feels good. And then you hit something. And I can tell when you hit something because you yawn. <laughs> And you're like, oh no, that's off. <laughs> I need to work on that. <laughs> um, I actually but- yawn when I when the neurological connection connects. That's when I usually oh. yawn. Okay. So when okay. it finally comes back together and I don't need to work on it anymore, then it usually is a yawn, which I don't know why I yawn. It's kind of embarrassing because people are like, I'm so sorry, I'm making you tired. And I'm like, you're not making me tired at all. This just happens and I don't know why. <laughs> it's just yeah. an energy shift. So sorry about that, Heather. I had to correct you because Perfectly you've been fine. doing it remotely. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I have. Um, and again, my I, my memory was not phenomenal at that time. But um, no, it's it's just so wonderful because you can see like there's an actual physical reaction to what you're doing. Um, to see that manifestation of the, you know, of everything that way. And like you said, reconnecting those pathways. Um, while I can't immediately feel it, I can see that there is, there's something that you are doing that is causing that reaction. How about you, Tristan? 
What surprised you most about the work? That I can resemble upon my dad. My dad is what a person that does not believe in <laughs> anything that is new that has not been a hundred percent fact laid out, proven and set in front of this face, set in stone. And this is only 50 years old. It's right. Only right? 50 but years. But that's old. still not going to be enough for him, right? <laughs> Modern medicine goes back centuries. So that's why we can believe in it. <laughs> yep. And that he's still skeptical about sometimes, let's be honest. <laughs> but no, with my it, it was my dad coming in to watch it being done one time. And he's kind of just watching the way Kelly works with my me laying down on the table. And he is just in absolute disbelief. This mm-hmm. man could not believe any of it. He thought, like I said earlier in the show, a little witchcraft voodoo was going on, something. But he I did didn't not... start chanting in front of him. <laughs> right? You kept that quiet. <laughs> I kept that quiet under my breath. But uh, yeah, he just, he, so he didn't believe in it at all, but what gave him a strong feeling of belief in it was watching the resultant impacts it had on me overall, because he knew where I was struggling and watched those take a 180 and turn for the better. But then what gave it even further reinforcement is my dad actually chose to come to see Kelly Mm -hmm. for a shoulder problem. And the man with his, what was it? It, it, The shoulder problem actually came from me when we were wrestling back when. I kind of tore his shoulder a little out of socket. Just and, a little. Uh, well, he thought he could beat me. We had to show him the problem. <laughs> a little competition. <laughs> Always a competition. <laughs> and uh, so he's just had problems with his shoulder for years since that happened. Because that happened in about, I think it was seventh or eighth grade. Uh, way back when I was in middle school. But um, my dad finally went in to see Kelly himself. And before going in, he couldn't hold his arm extended and raise a jug of milk. He got home after his session with Kelly and he grabbed, he goes right into the fridge and I'm watching him. <laughs> I'm just looking at him I'm like, what is he doing? And he grabs out the milk and he just raises his bad arm straight out with a jug of milk in his hand. And he goes, do you see this? <laughs> can you, this is working. I can hold this up. And he could actually sit there and hold it. And so I think what surprised me the most was watching someone that I know is very hard critic against a lot of new things or anything he hasn't seen himself before turn and fall and believe it it was mind-boggling yeah Tristan's parents have been some of my biggest cheerleaders they've referred lots of people to me and I'm so grateful to them so yeah his dad came in and (laughs) and we just worked on it you know I'm not here to prove anything to anyone but let me show you what this exactly. stuff can do. Just give Kelly the chance. Yeah, I'm not going to use my words. I'll use my actions. And let me show you what this can do for the body. And it's so cool to watch, especially the dads, because the dads are always the ones that come in and they are so skeptical and they're like, yeah, whatever. And and there was one dad that came in and he was just giving me a hard time and, you know, just giving me attitude. And I'm like, do you want me to work on your kid or not? And he goes, uh, uh, uh. I go, I got a list of people that'll take this spot. I don't need you to be here. Either let me show you what I can do or there's the door. And he settled down. I did the work and then he was a believer. <laughs> so whether you call it voodoo witchcraft or bioenergetic kinesiology it works and i'm just here to serve and to make people you know help them maximize their potential and look at where you've come from both of you 
you you were in a in a really tough spot and and now you guys are flourishing and you're starting your lives and you know Heather got a promotion and Tristan's starting to enter the big boy world <laughs> and finding a real job. <laughs> so he won't be able to work for me anymore. <laughs> Gotta stay busy somehow. This is true. So would you guys recommend this work to others? Yes, I absolutely would. Even though it's weird and uncomfortable the first time you come in, huh? It is. It's certainly weird. It's certainly uncomfortable. It, if it's something, we, we're human and anything you're not used to is uncomfortable to us. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that allows you to grow as a human being as well is putting yourself in those uncomfortable situations to become comfortable with them. And so if it works, you got to try it yourself, but you have no reason to disbelieve it once you see it. Yeah. Do something that scares you every single day. Absolutely. Heather, how about you? Absolutely. Um, I, you know, how many times have I texted you and been like, hey, I was telling this person about the work <laughs> that you did on me. Is it okay if I give them your phone number? Um, yeah. So some of the customers that I've worked with, I know that one of them reached out to you and you worked with them. Um, I've even had a few close friends that are like, I'm really struggling with this. I'm like, oh, my aunt can help. <laughs> I don't know what she does. I don't understand it, but she can help you with this. Um, yeah, it's I, I don't I don't understand it. I don't pretend to understand what you do. All I know is that it works, and I would not be the person that I am today if it weren't if it weren't for for you. So thank you so much for lending your your tools and your energy and your time and your space to heal others. Well, thank you both for being on the show today. We've been talking with Heather Hefner and Tristan Shea about trauma and concussions. I can be reached at kellyrichardson.us. Our email is richardsoncenter at outlook.com, or you can call the office at 608-563-5202. Next week's Thanksgiving, so we'll be taking a break and having a rerun on one of our shows. And the week after that, we'll be discussing COVID and COVID vaccine injuries. Our guests will be nurse practitioner Margot Walker, wealth advisor Scott Richardson, my husband, and vaccine injured Jackie Goral. We look forward to you all joining us on The Underground. Have a good day. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of The Underground with Kelly Richardson. We hope you have learned something you can apply to your own life. For more information, contact www.kellyrichardson.us. Until we talk again, have a wonderful week.